You are listening to Global Chat Radio, streaming from Stuart Hill here in Western Australia, and now we have the third in the series from Dr. Bernie, and today she is talking to a carer from Myanmar. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Bernie presenting you another show, and today we're going to be talking about carers of um, those who have a mental illness, and particularly carers who come from a different culture and suddenly find that their loved one has been diagnosed with a mental illness. Um, and my guest today is Angela. She is from Myanmar. Welcome, Angela. Do you want to say something about your background and how long you've been in Australia? Yes. Good to meet you, Bernadette. I come from Myanmar. I arrived in Australia in 1994. Yes, and now it's nearly 27 years. Mm. After two years, my daughter became ill and she was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Right, okay. So how old was she when she was diagnosed? When she was diagnosed, she was 17, 18, between 17, 18 years old. Okay, right. Yeah, and she was going to Sonborn High School at the time, mm-hmm. and then she got sick. Okay. Yeah. And that was just two years after arriving yes. here and trying to resettle your family here and getting used to the ways yes. of yep. Australian life? Yes, that's correct. Um, <coughs> what, what did you notice about your daughter before this diagnosis? Were there any behaviours about her that you didn't understand that were suddenly coming to light for you? and? Oh, she was normal like everyone else going to school, but I noticed that she's very frightful, very afraid of everything. Mm -hmm. She doesn't feel confident in going out and all. She's always clinging to mom when she was was young. She's scared. She won't get involved. She won't join up the groups and all like that. Okay. So I know when she got sick, then I noticed that. You noticed Before that. I didn't take care of that. Okay. I don't worry anything because we are out there and we got no knowledge of mental illness or anything. What did you think was happening with her at the time before she was diagnosed? Because oh, before she was diagnosed, oh, she was not acting so badly with others, but she's not communicating with others. She's not playing with other groups. She's scared. We thought she's only scared. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. But, and she's the brightest of right. my family. So yeah. she was quite academic. Uh, yeah, and yes. And like suddenly that, yeah. her behavior And changed. she reads a lot of books at that from when she was young. Oh, okay. That's, and she just stay and read. And I noticed that when she stays, she won't stay alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I go to work, she'll stay with an old lady near our house, mm-hmm. the grand, like a grandmother yeah. to her. So I noticed that, and she won't get involved in other groups and all. Okay. So, but all right. I just, at that time, I just I- ignored that that's her, her, her person thing. I thought like that. I didn't know, I didn't recognize it was something to do with mental illness at that time. Okay. And so at what point, Angela, did you think, oh gosh, this is something I'm really not understanding? At what point did you feel, all right, I better get some professional help for her or get to know what this is that's affecting my daughter? Oh, 
Yes, she was grown up like that and we were grown up like that in Burma. We got no knowledge of mm -hmm. mental illness. This is a mental symptom or something mm -hmm. like that. We, no one ever talked about like that mm -hmm. or anything or even go to ask for help. There's no one to help you there mm -hmm. in Burma. When we arrived here to okay we everybody was so excited going coming into a new world new have to accept everything new and all those things everyone is so excited and everyone my the eldest son i got four kids the eldest son is happy to go there the young girl to, she alone she won't go she won't go about anyone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's all like that but one day i was at on a weekend i work as a cleaner at the hotel so she, she, my husband said, go take all four of them to the doctor and see this one is coughing, this one is laughing, sitting and laughing by herself and all like that. And the doctor referred this to that, gave this medication and referred her to the psychiatric. Mm -hmm. So, and that's when we start to know something, something, something seriously, seriously, seriously coming on my way mm -hmm. but at that time I didn't take serious as yet but I know something and the psych she became allergic to the medication the psychiatrist uh -huh. gave her yeah. and she started to shake well, like that like that shake her head okay. yeah yeah so oh that's something wrong so better take her to the doctor at that point Still at that point, we don't know that we'll have to take her to the doctor. One of my sisters told me, you need to take her to the, see the doctor. And as we take her to see the doctor, the doctor just laughed and you need to go to hospital. She cannot get over like that. So at that mm -hmm. time, and have to do, go to Greylands. So oh. that's how, oh, Greyland. We start to know what is Greyland and all that. that so at that time, even Greylands, even with you having only been here for two years, you knew that Greylands was for the, for the seriously mental, mental illness hospital. Right. So I already know that. Yeah. So Greyland, I was shocked. Mm -hmm. And then, of of course, she stayed there two weeks, something like that, at Greyland, two or three weeks. I can't remember. That was 17 years ago. And she was back at home. And she was on medication. She played around with her medication. At that time, I do. I don't understand. Did you know that she was playing around? With I do. I don't understand the medication. Mm -hmm. So that's what went wrong at that time. Okay. And then she was seeing the psychiatric too, with the medication on, and we don't know how to take proper care at that time. Right. If okay. from the first point, if we have, if I have known how to take proper care, mm -hmm. she won't go through all this. Mm -hmm. So she was going to see the psychiatric. We don't know the psychiatric is a doctor or got something like that. In wow. Burma, we haven't got this kind of service or no, anything. No. So one day I follow her, I go with her to the psychiatrist. Why did she need to go often to see the psychiatric like that? So I go with her and the the doctor, the psychiatric or whatever, the Osborne Park Hospital, she talked to me privately, not in front of her. Do you know what's happening to your daughter? Your daughter has got schizophrenia. Right, okay. I just cried, cried, cried. Mm. I, because when I came here, I I follow Australian lifestyle by reading lots of newspapers and all. In, I, need, I read some stories about schizophrenia and all in the newspaper. So, oh, I, I just cried, cried. Mm. I don't know mm. what to do. And then the doctor organized me for a social worker. The social worker 
contact me to an organization so mm-hmm. I come to know the organization how to deal with this and and this organization helped me a lot like mm-hmm. KRSWA mm-hmm. and like Isha and yeah. all. they gave me training they I go to for some like workshop and all they yeah. how to talk about mental illness yeah and how to children. manage that as yeah, a family and member. all these kinds and yeah. all going on yeah. and then one day I got a call from Andre Credo, I didn't know, I didn't never met her. Angela, I want to ask you one thing. Can you join my group? What group? Oh, it's a group of care, caring mm. people who care like you. Mm. You just talk them. Oh, and you will exchange your views and all because because there's no one with that kind in around yes. me at that time. Mm. So oh yes, why not? I want to join this group so mm. that I know. Oh, how to deal with my daughter and oh, I'm mm. willing to learn new things when I come to Australia also so okay so I was in the carer group right, okay. and one day I was we are going to this mm-hmm. to do what to call Gold Coast to carers group blah mm. blah blah all this thing is happening do you want can you go yes of course I'm going I'm willing to go so I met you there. Yeah. You told me, "Oh, I should have known you long time. If I've known you, I will make you my carer rep." And I told you, "I don't know what is carer rep. I have no experience. How can I become a carer?" Mm. Oh, don't worry. We'll train you. Mm. You told me. I still remember those words. <laughs> so, Angela. So let Let's just go back mm. to what you said before. Now, if you had been back in Burma, in Myanmar. Mm-hmm. And uh, your daughter was behaving like that. What 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 would people do usually? Oh my God! If at that time she was young, and people the culture there they don't put small young people much in the focus, so nothing talk about her as yet. But I've experienced that elderly people if they talk about mad people okay right. <laughs> mad, yeah. she's totally mad don't include her in uh blah blah or whatever yeah. what we are doing yeah. just leave it just leave it just leave it stick her in the room, room or then, yeah. bully her right tell her to do this to do that and she will do it for you but she will complain like that and all. okay i have seen all those yeah. kind yeah yeah, yeah. So the so the, the the just the the notion or the idea of being a carer the way we understand it here, back home it's not like that. Being yeah, a carer yeah. just doesn't have the same meaning. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah, doesn't have carer or doesn't have organisation. The system there's no system at all. That's a, no system mm. to support the carers care, 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 and to help them understand. understand yeah, and nobody to educate you right. that this is a kind of illness that can be treated. You can treat her, blah mm. blah, mm. and all. Nobody to talk about that. Mm. Just close. Right. That's what went wrong, I think. Okay. Then Because I, I do know with a lot of um, migrant and refugee families who have a member who mm. of their family who has a men- mental illness, because they don't understand the illness and because their culture says, oh, this person is mad, mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is, is, you know, quite consistent with very many cultures where the family will just not seek help until they can't support this person anymore so that so you know the the person with a mental illness just becomes more sick and more sick and more sick, sick and get uh, up. yeah until 
Yeah, yeah and yeah. and that's when they would go and seek, seek professional, professional help because yeah. they've got no other choice. Yes. So is that something that you've observed? Yeah, that's yeah. what happened in mm-hmm. my country. Lucky my my daughter happens mm-hmm. here, not in Burma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in Myanmar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, when you got the help that you needed, and then mm-hmm. you were suddenly called a carer. Mm-hmm. How how did you how did you feel? I mean, it was a strange label for you. Um, you had to learn a lot of things about being a carer, how to manage your daughter's symptoms. How were you feeling with all that? Oh, I have gone through all this, Bernadette. Since she start got sick, I joined that group, like mm-hmm. that kind of group, and I tried. To, uh, at first, fighting, of course, fighting. No, you don't do this. No, this, this, like that. Try to be strict, but you cannot be strict like that to mm. the sick person. So no. I, un- I accept her sickness. Mm-hmm. Then I start to accept that she is that sick. That must be hard yeah, to accept hard the illness. To accept, and I change myself in yeah. my heart, in my mind. I change my husband to change mm-hmm. before we. It's not like that in the household need to change everything okay everything how we treat her how we talk to her accept everything how she is okay. some in some ways she is very good hearted mm-hmm. sometimes she'll be very naughty all right yeah. the illness takes over yeah. in those times well, yes can you give an example of what kind of changes you had to make angela oh before i used to be very strict to him i won't listen to him i i'm a mom i'm a ca- the <laughs> the head of the house. I taught myself. You must obey me. You must. I'm brought up with the Catholic nuns and yes, all like that. Yes. So I in a Catholic school, very strict school. So I do. I try to train them, but it doesn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. So I try to change. I try to soften myself and talk to her. Before I never talk to her politely <laughs> because it's a culture, isn't it? <laughs> uh, now, yeah, it's like friends become like yes. friends talk to sometimes share my view mm. sometimes share that what is that saying sometimes could just correct her in the proper way not okay. like we strict way yeah. Anyway. yeah yeah yes that's right and this yeah. is something that you've been taught to do by the carer support group this is yeah. how you communicate yeah in i order. saw many carers mm-hmm. many Aust- australian, australian carers, people, carers. Yeah. They don't treat their children like that. They love their kids so much. Oh, they talk so beautifully. I'm sure you, you also <laughs> love your daughter so oh, much as well. It's just, I, I believe it's just, just how, how we communicate in our culture to yeah, parents yeah. to kids and kids to parents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it become like that. Yeah. So now I change. I change myself because I change. come to a new country. I have to adopt everything, the ways and all things, and I have to accept which I don't want to accept to. I have to accept all those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how getting on now. She's 40 years old. Wow. Yeah, okay. she's with mom and dad, still with mom and dad. So yeah. the stigma about having someone in your family with a mental illness, how strong was that stigma? How, how did it affect you? Because obviously family back home, did they were they told immediately or did you keep it within... Your family uh, in unit in my when I was in my hometown, nobody think she's a sick person at that time, so no problem with the stigma at that time. 
But when you come here, when I come here, within my group of my families, big big thing, I do. They will criticize you. They think low of you. Oh. Uh, they, so they would blame you for yeah, her illness. illness yeah. yeah. Okay. Like that yeah. kind, because I didn't treat them or treat yeah. her properly or whatever, mm -hmm. and feel shy to go between them. Of course, you don't mm -hmm. feel confident to walk between them to talk about this no. one event. You had to keep it inside, inside myself because you yeah. you feared being judged. Judge, yeah. yeah. Okay. So. After going to this group, listening, listening, feel happy to talk about it. Why she is not feeling? Just explain this, this, and they do. As it get long, long, stay longer here. They, uh, they, uh, they so start every time to they yeah. started to. And understand. one of the differences, I've got niece and nephews that got travel with that come us at the same group. Yeah. They treat her differently, but I got niece, nieces here who were born and brought up here. Mm. Different. Different. They, they, uh, they accept her. They accept her immediately. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they okay. accept her how she is, and they talk her. They, yeah, they treat her nicely, mm -hmm. not like <laughs> not like the, the folks back home yeah, where yeah. it's still very much. Oh, well, yeah, she's she's just, just there's something wrong, wrong with her. Yeah. So we need to stay away. Yeah, like not like not like that kind of. So that's the difference. Right. Okay. So you you mentioned that being a carer. Angela really does test your patience sometimes because there were some things you needed to change when you interact with your daughter. Yep. What kind of other challenges were you finding being a carer? What kind of other challenges is oh when sometimes she'll be angry coming don't know for what reason she's angry by herself, <laughs> not to me, and come in and talking blah blah. Oh, before I used to shut up, don't say more than this. But now I just listen, just listen to her, and in between that you got to to explain something. Mm -hmm. This is this this yeah. Mm. So that's that's yeah. that's so, the time. So yeah, I it become more. She become more friendly with me if mm -hmm. I explain to her things and all. So you had to break things down uh, and take the patience yeah, with your communication with yeah. her? Okay. And sometimes when she comes home, she'll be angry, kicking up things like that and all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So have to tell her, calm down, what's wrong? What happened to you? Mm. Just talk to us. Right. Okay. Then she will talk, of course, sometimes don't want to. <laughs> have to listen to her and explain to her what is happening, mm -hmm. how the other people say, what they are thinking and what you are thinking may be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, these things. Yeah. And and when you were talking about you know the medication and you weren't understanding which medication she needed to take and when etc. You know in those times I think you know you said you had only been in Australia for two years. Were you ever invited to the consultation with the psychiatrist when your daughter had her appointment or were you just expected to wait outside in the waiting room? At first I didn't follow her. Mm -hmm. Then I follow her to the hospital and then the, the psychiatrist talked to her first then will talk to me later on. Mm -hmm. It goes for on for some time, for, for one year or two years. After that she was changed to another Mirapuka mm -hmm. center. Yeah, that's got 
lost contact with the psychiatrist, with the old right. doctor and all these things. That is very bad because I want her to be fixed with that the same, uh, one. same one, but mm -hmm. that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Every time it's after six months of become new one, have to start again new things yes. and all like that. And, she became and like you that. have to tell your story so, all yeah, over again yeah. and she has so, to yeah. as well. And But in the early days, did you feel comfortable asking the questions to her oh, psychiatrist or were you always waiting for the psychiatrist to just invite you and or or approach you did you feel confident no, and I, I just wait for the psychiatrist to tell me what's going on and all i didn't know that i have to you didn't know you had rights, rights to ask yeah that's one thing we we don't know our rights okay so. All right. That's and when did you I find out that you had the right oh, to Oh, by going to this uh, seminars, meeting other carers, mm -hmm. and the other carers, by the way they talk, teach me a lot. Mm -hmm. And some some carers got two, three kids like that. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky mm -hmm. I've got one. They say, yeah. oh, my three sons are like this, from South Australia. A lady said, my three sons are all not feeling well. And always right. I'm the carer, oh, and then we exchange views, and and when I talk to them, they will say we have to ask this, this. Then only I know my rights. After f staying for some years long, yeah, now I know my rights. Now you know, yeah. and now you feel comfortable, comfortable asking yeah. questions, yeah, questions about questions your daughter's yeah. care. Yeah. Okay, yeah. because um, I know that in in a few cultures you never ask. Yeah. Or the, the doctor is always right so yeah. you know a lot of patients do believe that they don't have the right to ask yeah. or question mm -hmm. the doctor's views yeah so many listeners out there who come from these traditional cultures may actually you know believe mm. that here in Australia you can't ask us yeah but you can Everywhere. can't you you can Be ask there are even rights. in schools you can talk to us that's the one thing yeah <laughs> yeah very good uh -huh. yeah, you go to school to uh, encourage because there are some more still coming yep. to this country. Ask this, ask this. The school principal is not to be scared of because in uh, my country, the school principal or whatever, they never approach, never talk. No. Here is different. Yes, uh, yes, that's the right. The principals are like friends to you. Yes, and all they're, so they're like, and yes, that they're there to support you yeah. rather than talk yeah, down um, to you. Yeah. Okay. Like different, different. Uh, all these things are different now. Oh, yeah, my grand. Now I got grandkids. Uh, mm -hmm. So nice. <laughs> good, good. And so, who cares for you, Angela? Because the burden of being a carer can be very, very heavy. So, how do you care for yourself as a carer? I take some breaks sometimes. I'm not once a week. I will stay out. I look after I have to look after myself at this stage. I can physically I can do everything by myself, but sometimes mentally I do I got fed up. I got mm. like I got stuck. Yeah. So I try to talk to someone okay. like you. Yeah. So uh -huh. talking out throwing out from my chest is one thing. Just to sort of vent yeah. out oh, yeah. and just so release IP a lot of that uh, anxiety. anxiety and all those things. Mm -hmm. uh, so okay. I, I have to look after myself. Now. And um, I, you know, I would understand that a lot of carers 
don't want to give themselves permission for that respite or that mm. break because mm. of the guilt they feel they should mm. be there 24-7 for the mm. person they love. So what would you say to carers who oh, think... Oh, you need time off. Mm. You can't be just enjoy doing what you like. Mm. I still do my knitting, my reading, my listening to my t- t- mm-hmm. to news every day, what's going on, try to be interested mm. in the world also, not only... <laughs> Mm. in one thing yeah. so that's a break so when you read the news listen to news listen to the radio can speak back to them yeah. in a way and encourage them yeah so it so gives you time, time to regenerate to, yeah. and regroup yeah and yeah. and I'm also a very what you call religious person mm-hmm. I go to church every Sunday every night I say my rosary mm-hmm. so all this mm-hmm. help me so right. I pray I pray a lot. My family is like that. All my families, they are religious mm-hmm. people. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I think um, you know many people have different resources they mm. have accessible mm. to them, like mm. spirituality and hobbies, like your yeah, knitting, yeah. etc. Yeah. But I think the important thing is giving yourself permission to actually. Just press pause mm, yes. from that caring role. Yes, um, that's it. Have yeah. to stop and do whatever. Uh, mm. At least one hour a day. Mm. <laughs> Take my time off. And you notice a difference, do you, Angela? Mm. When when you're feeling really, it's like the, the the fuel tank's running low, and you just need to just rest and take a break from being a carer. And then when you go back to being a carer again, you feel Fresh there's more motivation, more, more, more energy. energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I always say to people, you know, when we are able to fly freely again, when the, uh, you know, when the um, safety, the safety drill that the air stewardess gives us, what do they say when the oxygen mask comes down? Yeah. Where do you put? Who do you put it on first? Yeah, you put it on yourself first, don't you? Yeah, yes. Even little things. Morning, you get up. Yeah, you wash your face. You do that first. Mm -hmm. Then only you dress your. Yes, I I did like that. I always remember your words. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so just going back to just the medication issue. Mm. Okay, so. At that point in time when she was first diagnosed, your daughter was self-medicating herself. Sometimes mm. she would be taking the medication, sometimes she wouldn't be taking the mm. medication. Um, so you discovered that was happening, okay. How, how did you actually address that? Did you report her to the psychiatrist and did that generate hostility between you and your daughter? What happened? No, what happened is, Sometimes she forgets, mm. so just monitor her. That's the only way. Mm. You, when you stay close by, to a, yes, every morning I take my medication, she will see that and she'll follow. Okay. I'm a diabetic, so I take my diabetic yeah. medication yeah. in the morning. So, oh, she remembers that, so give her in practice that. Oh, okay. And so when she ran out of med- check, ran out of medication, she goes to... Yeah, when she run out of script, have to just tell the doctor, and yeah, go, there's a sp- pharmacy for that she can go right. to and get all the medication. Oh, that's so convenient. Oh, okay. So it was just yeah. her forgetting rather yeah, than for her uh, not resisting taking, yeah. medication. Mm, yeah. Okay. Then she yeah. she follows the medication and she takes the medication well. You know. 
Did your daughter accept the diagnosis or was she resistant to the diagnosis? At first she was resistant, mm-hmm. of course. She was angry because we brought her here. Mm, <laughs> she, she was got blaming. Sick. Yeah, yeah, blaming us. Mm-hmm. But now she knows that she is not feeling well. And she also went to workshop and all like that about her illness. And then she start. Yeah, she is not. Res- she takes a medication like because everybody at house is talking about sickness and taking our own medication. One got diabetic. One got high blood and all mm-hmm. in a family group. So we talk about that. So she do she talk about her medication. She take her medication okay. well now. Right. That's what keeping her. I think so. And what would you say to carers who are looking after loved ones and their loved ones? don't want to accept that they're ill. In oh. fact, they're very angry at their carers or yeah. their family because... Yeah, don't be harsh to yeah. them. Just treat them like n- normal. Don't be harsh on them. Don't be strict on them. Just exp- keep on explaining. Be mm-hmm. patient to them. You have to be mm-hmm. patient mm-hmm. To, uh, to our loved ones, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And I suppose, uh, yes, go on, Angela. If you are being patient, yeah, they understand you. Mm. Mm. But it's that time that you need to give to yourself to get them to a point to accept help because many don't want to accept the help and the family Mm. is just worn down. Yeah, worn down and all. Now, oh, she got appointment, she needs to see this Mm -hmm. on her own agenda. She's going like that. Right. Just have to check on her what she is doing. Is she doing this right or where is she going? Keep an eye on. Mm. Have to keep an eye. What mm. she's not like the other three kids. The other trees are so coming. They are so happy with their lifestyle. They got job and so happy. Only she alone. From where we are carrying when two three years old yeah. born is we have to look after. Mm-hmm. But at some stage we can let go. But this one we cannot let go. Cannot let go. Cannot let okay. go like that. No. Yeah. But she's learning skills for independence, yeah. isn't she? As yeah. With but this, different and living ways, with the very illness. different ways from the other three kids mm-hmm. to be independent. What is the meaning of independent? She won't get like that. She won't take no. it like that, like them. No, and and it's it's very wrong for us to impose our definition of yeah. independence. Mm. You know, yeah. when when someone is actually is, struggling yeah. and having to live with the illness, yeah, yeah, Some, yeah. it's very hard. You have to be patient. That's all. What can we do? Mm. Patience is our medicine. Well, yes, <laughs> uh, it's it seems mm. it. You know, just the the caring role gives us strength as well, doesn't it? Although it's very testing, it's yes, very challenging. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it it seems to make you stronger. Angela? Yes, it makes me stronger being a carer now, mm-hmm. starting from a caring role, one, not only from my daughter, now I'm, well, I, in my mind I also want to represent all from the people from my background. Yes. Because I, recent two years ago, I met at the Isha, one Burmese lady, no, I don't want to tell this. They will 
they will say I'm a mental ill person. Mm. No, that's wrong. I said mm. you need so. But again, that's the stigma, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just that, that's the stigma. Yeah, yeah, stigma of mental illness. Yeah. So yeah. have to. Yeah, when I come, I always talk them how you can get help. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of help, and by this help, you become very confident in yourself. And mm-hmm. someday, don't know, like me, some I become stuck. I don't know what to do. Like two, three months ago, mm-hmm. um, so I I know at that time I'm at a breaking point. So I need help. I do. I need. So help. you choose, choose to access help rather than sit, sit and yeah, I choose to yeah. talk as soon as I can. That okay. relieves me. Mm. That that's something that mm. maybe some listeners out there may you know actually try uh, when they're actually at breaking point. Just. Yeah. Just try and talk, talk to somebody. Someone, because in Burmese, I don't know other, but in Burmese culture, it's very what you call women are very submissive. Yeah, very frightened to talk about. Yes. Don't dare to talk about just their feelings. Quiet. Yeah, yeah. They keep it all feeling. inside. Yeah, they keep it inside. Yeah. Now, no, just open up. And it's yeah. difficult because if the culture. You've been brought up in a culture where mm. the the females must keep it inside, Sorry. just to put words around feelings to a stranger. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yes, I was a stranger to you, Angela. <laughs> so, it, you know, it would have been difficult for you to just. Blah. I don't feel, although you are a stranger to me, I don't feel that anymore. I know you. I can get help from you. I can talk to you freely. If I talk to you, I will know my. Di- I can learn from you some directions and all mm. that. So mm. that's why I ask mm. for your help. Mm. And that's something about um, you know building a relationship with a uh, a professional, isn't it? Because that's mm. what it is. You, yeah. One of the things that are stopping people from accessing that help and talking to someone is they don't trust the person because they don't know them, which is understandable. Mm. But giving that relationship a chance to grow for for the therapist and mm. practitioner and the uh, the person who needs the help, mm. and that takes a while, don't you think? Of course, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't uh, do, don't know what to do at first point. Just have to sit and think. Oh, in the end, yeah, it comes that way. Mm. Mm. So, <coughs> so any final words, Angela, that you would give at to our listeners there who are carers, really, mm-hmm. although they're not ah, formally or officially, you know, uh, I suppose identified as carers, yeah. but they are looking after somebody, but they haven't got the professional support. What would you say to them? What would you advise them? Hmm. I would just don't just want to tell them. You are being so patient to your loved ones. Please don't keep it in your mind or in yourself. Just talk it out. Don't feel you are alone. There mm-hmm. are a lot of other people like you. Mm-hmm. So just speak out. You'll feel better if you speak out. Yes, speaking yeah. out. Speaking out, yeah. It's that first step. Just mm-hmm. uh, try and, and, and 
access the help. There's yeah. a lot of help yeah, out there, there. There's a lot of help out there. You can ask help. Don't feel shy to yes. ask help. Yes. Be like me. Just go out and ask. I just simply talk to my GP. Can you refer me to this to this person? Mm -hmm. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. GP and don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. That's the thing too, yeah. isn't it? That's, yeah, that's just because that person is a doctor in front of you, a psychiatrist, yeah. a psychologist, yeah. so, you have rights to ask. Yes, as I've gone through all this whole year, talking to many friends, going to this group, going to that group, I learned that where I can get the help. From in my point, I'm in this position where I can I go and ask. Mm -hmm. I feel so confident in becoming mm -hmm. like that. Great. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why I ask your help. So every time you ask a question, it builds your confidence. Yes. And that's what our listeners need to know: who yeah. are carers yeah. out so there? Yes. Carers don't feel at home don't feel very tightened in your chest just speak out ask help there are lots of help around mm -hmm. in australia yes yeah. and uh, and i think the final point i would like to say is um if you are caring for somebody who has a mental illness in your family a loved one just give yourself permission to to be kind to yourself yeah. and mm -hmm. to give yourself a break a because break, yeah. Take you know, break. it's not just you who benefit, yeah. it's the person that you are caring for that will yes. benefit from that yes, renewed that's energy. Yeah. 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 That's good. <laughs> it's good. Okay, well, that's um, our show for today. This is Dr. Bruni um, signing off. And uh, remember, again, please be kind to yourself.